Good morning, everyone. I'm R.W. Estella with a word in Edgewise. Today is the 29th of January, the 29th day of 2024, with 336 days ahead of us on our way to 2025. While I was photographing the last of the latest hemlock hangar that I've been steadily dispatching from my girlfriend's cabin in the making over at our Esker encampment we call Terra Plen a few days back, some lines from Jericho Brown came to mind. Someone will notice. Up the sky, not down the street. You can watch me while I watch you and the rest of the savannah from my aerial view. Lord, let me get higher. Just one of me is a parade. The last of that snippet makes me think about our roadways, the highways and byways upon which and with which we attempt to navigate our ways from point A to point B on whatever mission we have decided to launch ourselves. Most times we are unsuspecting what parades we are about to become part of. Perhaps the clock tells me the time is only 10 to 6 in the morning, and I'm thinking no one will be on my route this early. But lo, within moments I'm dawdling behind a vehicle moving along at 10 miles an hour below the speed limit. I am in the throes of the driver ahead of me who is practicing in the mode our poet Jericho Brown mentions, just one of me is a parade, except now I am part of that parade too. Clearly, the roads are filled with parade leaders. Heavenward this morning, a few hours before dawn, our moon reached apogee, its farthest distance from Earth in the moon's elliptical orbit around us, when it's 252,138 miles, or roughly 406,000 kilometers, away. Midweek on Wednesday, the last morning of January, our waning gibbous moon will be hanging near the bright star Spica in the constellation Virgo the Mating. Today, in 1594, English mathematician John Napier dedicated his millenarian text, Plain Discovery of the Whole Revelation of St. John to King James VI, and predicted that the end of the world would occur either in 1688 or 1700. Eschatology, the part of theology concerned with death, judgment, and the final destiny of the soul and of humankind, was a hot topic for a few decades from the end of the 16th century into the beginning of the 17th century, and Napier was only one of many millenarians of the era who interpreted the book of Revelation's various numbers of seals and other symbols literally, and arrived at an assortment of dates for the end of the world. Today in 1595, William Shakespeare's Romeo and Juliet was believed to have been first performed at the theater by the Lord Chamberlain's men. Today in 1845, American poet Edgar Allan Poe's The Raven was first published in New York City's The Evening Mirror. Today in 1863, American soldiers slaughtered hundreds, hundreds of Native Americans at the confluence of the Bear River and Beaver Creek in Idaho. Today, in 1886, Carl Benz patented the first automobile with a burning motor, the Benz Patent Motorwagen, in Karlsruhe, Germany. Today, in 1891, Lili Ukalani was proclaimed Queen of Hawaii, its last monarch. Today, in 1892, the Coca-Cola Company was incorporated in Atlanta, Georgia. Today, in 1896, Emil Gruber was the first doctor to use radiation for treatment of breast cancer. 
Today, in 1907, Republican Charles Curtis became the first Native American U.S. Senator. Today, in 1964, Stanley Kubrick's film Dr. Strangelove premiered. And today, in 1983, Down Under by Men at Work hit number one on the U.K. pop chart. And today, in 1945, in Detroit, Michigan, parents Martha and Bob Selleck, who had been high school sweethearts, welcomed their son Tom, the second of four children, into the world. After Bob completed his wartime service, he moved the family to Sherman Oaks, California, and entered the real estate business. Opening an office in Los Angeles on Hollywood Boulevard, Martha would occasionally bring the children to visit their father at work and to see movie stars' footprints in concrete at Grumman's Chinese Theater. Tom Selleck was a quiet boy who helped his mother with his younger siblings. He became a bashful teenager, though because of his good looks, friendships with girls came easily. He was also a good athlete, athlete, winning a basketball scholarship to the University of Southern California, where he studied, studied business administration, and again his handsome appearance was useful, leading to extra money when he appeared in television commercials for products such as Pepsi, Salem cigarettes, and close-up mouthwash. Yet his appearance twice on The Dating Game failed to lead to being picked up. Nonetheless, Tom enjoyed the work and had decided to make showbiz a real goal, which wasn't easily attained. In fact, stardom would be years away. In the interim, Tom's roles included being window dressing for Mae West in the 1970 Myra Breckenridge. A husband whose wife turns out to be a witch in the 1972 horror flick Daughters of Satan. A brain-dead source for spare parts in the 1978 coma, as an opera hunk, and as an irritatingly perfect detective in The Rockford Files, though this last would lead to Tom Selleck's own role in Magnum P.I. and a star on Hollywood Boulevard near his father's old office. Of his films, Selleck says he was most embarrassed by Daughters of Satan. When his mother saw it, however, she managed to be positive, and Selleck remarked, To see her come out with a big smile and say, You were great! That's where I got my acting ability. Today is also the birthday in 1688 of Swedish philosopher and mathematician Emanuel Swedenborg. In 1737 of English-American political essayist Thomas Paine. In 1843 of our 25th U.S. President William McKinley. In 1860 of Russian playwright Anton Chekhov. In 1874 of American financier and philanthropist John D. Rockefeller Jr. In 1880 of American actor W.C. Fields. In 1913 of American actor Victor Mature in 1916 of English writer Barbara Skelton and of English opera soprano Kyra Vane. In 1918 of American actor John Forsyth. In 1932 of American jazz singer Beverly Kenny. In 1933 of American rock vocalist Ron Townsend. In 1939 of Australian feminist writer Jermaine Greer. In 1940 of American actress Catherine Ross. In 1942 of French-American actress Claudine Langer and American poet Robin Morgan. In 1944, of American actress Robin Moore. In 1954, of American actress and TV host Oprah Winfrey. In 1970, of American actress Heather Graham. And in 1975, of American actress Sarah Gilbert. 
From Orono, Maine, I'm R.W. Estella with a word in Edgewise. Here's to the sixth week of winter and to the fifth week of 2024.